now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, a very good Wednesday morning. What is this? January the 29th already. Wednesday. Welcome to another Coffee Club. Hope everybody's doing well today. We're hanging in here, getting ready for the Super Bowl and all that good stuff and great sports. Our NBA team, the Pacers, the Victor Allendipo's actually coming back after he's been out for one year with a quad injury. So we'll see how that goes tonight. And we have a sold-out crowd, and the weather is, well, it's real good for January 29th. We might as well start with Jenny since she's down in the office, and it's easier to throw the microphone that easy. How are you, Jenny? Good. How is everyone this morning? We're still here in Indiana. Yeah. Well, but hey, at least, you know, it hasn't been bad for January, and it's supposed to be close to 60 for a couple days next week. So, after snow flurries today. We're going to try to make a dash for the border soon, but we'll see. Anyway, um, let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where Tim's got a bunch of new cable modems and. 
boxes and all kinds of things. Yep. Comcast spent their money on me. Anyway, uh, yeah, everything's going pretty well here. Nice, fairly warm weather. Supposed to be in the uh, 030s today, I believe, or upper 20s, something like that. And 43 on Sunday, they're saying. And uh, kind of a sad note, Chris Dolman, a Vikings player back in the late 80s, early 90s, I believe, um, died this morning of brain cancer at 58 years old. Oh, my. Telling you. He was a good, good player. Very good. We just don't know how fortunate we got it, do we? Yeah. And we'll be talking about that in just a few moments, too. Um, let's go to Jeff in Albany, New York. Oh, thank you, Bill. Everything is good here in Albany, New York, uh, with a temperature of 27 degrees. And it's going to cool off a little bit on the weekend, <clears throat> but they're going to have warm, warmer weather in the 40s uh, next week. So February is going to start off as a warm month. I don't know whether the Groundhog is going to see his shadow on um, on uh, Sunday, which is February 2nd, Groundhog Day. But you got two Groundhogs to choose from. you got Punxsy Tony Phil out in Pennsylvania, and then you got uh, the Woodchuck out in uh, Staten Island, New York. I forgot his name, but I forgot the name of the woodchuck but uh you know i don't know if i buy that stuff but we'll see that's all i can say we shall see yes we shall see let's go there's one in uh i can say there's one in wisconsin too oh harry duchene or something okay (laughs) let's swing down to let's go to altoona well we're doing well here it's a little chilly out but it's about 30 degrees everything everything else is all good Oh, yeah? You guys doing anything exciting today? Huh? Not really. Not that I know of. Not really? Well, that's good. If no excitement, that's, that's good. You can... Just the usual. Just the usual stuff. Well, let's go down to Evansville, Indiana, and somebody's got two microphones hooked up today and sounds real good. Good morning, Mike and Abby. Good morning. Good morning. So... Uh, uh, Let's see what's going on here. Well, I heard some Morse code this morning. We're like, where is that coming from? But it was Abby's phone. I guess they did a winter advisory today. Oh. We have we have an advisory until 11. 11, and it's for ice and rain and snow. Yeah, right. I wonder what weather app gives you that with Morse code. Weather gods. But oh, I weather gods. I didn't hear what the Morse code was. I thought I heard three i thought i heard three dashes and then another three dashes but I'm like i'm not sure what it was though i i wasn't quite paying attention with it anyway uh other than that what's going on we've been playing with a new podcast player like we need to do that but um so maybe we'll demo that sometime if there's any other hardcore podcast aficionados out there i couldn't get mine to work and i was getting ready to cancel it but i'll take a look after that i i couldn't get mine to work either bill the first time because you have to click the more button and import your old podcast. So I had the same problem. So maybe there's a bug with the current version. But anyway, we, maybe we'll demo that sometime if folks are interested in that. And I've just been reading a lot of books and um, meeting the Audible Reading Challenge. Oh, the Audible Reading Challenge. The more books you buy. <laughs> um, well, I'm in one of their clubs. So uh, they the Reading Challenge was to read three books before March 17th, um, and then you would get a Amazon credit of $20. Hey, I might give that a try. I um, just... But you, you have to be 
you have to be a subscriber, which I know you are, um, and then you got you just have to read the three books uh, before March seventeenth, and they have to be. I don't remember the length, but they have to be, I think, over three hours. So most of the books I read are between seven and twenty hours. So uh, they definitely qualify. I uh, belong to a part of my audio subscription is something called Escape. Yes. And for seven dollars a month, you get tons and tons of. Well, I think they've kind of even expanded it a little bit, but it started out as romance books. They still are. But there's a ton of books in there, and you can read a lot of books from that Escape series. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that spill over to other categories where you can, you know, maybe you'll go mysteries, maybe they'll do detective who knows? Yeah, they would because Abby read something like that. It was like ten books in a series, so I guess they, I guess romance includes explicit descriptions of sex because otherwise it was kind of a murder mystery thing. Right. So the the Escape series for seven dollars a month is a pretty good deal. Right. I have that also, and it's you can read, you can borrow up to ten books at a time I in that uh, program. And then, and then you once you're finished with them, on. you just go yeah. online to your account and then click remove from library. And then that returns it. And then you're eligible to go back and get another book. Yeah, I've done that many a time to to do that. But it, 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 works, so it works more like an actual library. Like yes. sighted people know a library to be not like blind people know. A how library long can you how long can you keep the books when you're reading them, Abby? I don't think there's a time limit as long as you don't borrow more, over 10. More, more than 10. You know, um, I know we've got a raised hand here, but we'll get to it in just a moment. But I get this from visually impaired people all the time, and I guess maybe I don't understand it. And maybe maybe it's a concept or whatever, but they want to hoard up as many books as they possibly can. And I've seen them just get tons and tons of them on their computer or they'll put them on thumb drives or whatever, where a regular sighted person, they can only have a book for, what, two or three weeks from a library or whatever the case may be. They can't hoard them up. What what do you guys think about that? Do you think, is that a privilege that's extended to us? Or what do you think of that? I don't know if I can answer the question because libraries are changing these days. Even if you're cited, uh, you can you can read books not have, by not going to the library. So well, yeah, we we understand. Yeah, you but can they buy. disappear. Even they if disappear you put them on your so Kindle long. or something. From oh, really? Those. Right. They yeah, you get an error unless you renew it before the time's up. It disappears. So well, I, I guess the question is, I don't understand. What part of accessibility would be taken away if they said, all right, we need to conserve, you know, we're, we're no longer going to let you hoard 13,000 books on your, on your drive? Uh, I think it would be no different than you going to a bookstore and buying the books. I mean, if you bought them, then you should have a right to hoard them. But, I mean, I don't think you should just be able to get them all free. Right, because you're not buying those books. That's a 
you know, well, that is a wonderful library, benefit. Don't they have a certain amount of um, permission license for the to let people have those books or something? Yeah, you think they would for the Audible ones, yeah. the ones they port from third party. Maybe service. it's part of that entitlement mentality of if they're entitled to the books. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just I don't want to go there because it's a, that's a slippery slope. Well, you know, devil's advocate, you could say the same for people that collect music. You know, on a, I've got about 150,000 songs. And... Yeah, but you probably bought them. There's a difference if you bought it. Well, right. See, that's what I'm saying. If you buy them, I mean, and I'm, I'm I mean, kind of guilty Audible, because I have a lot of books. Audible, it stays in your library, but you bought the books. Well, right, it is a form of hoarding. I mean, I'm a digital hoarder. I, I collect radio air checks. I, didn't, I don't buy them. I get them from sources, but I collect them. And do I play them all? No, but I have them on my hard drive. I am. It is, it is a form of hoarding, I think, too. Right. It, it's not that I've got anything against them. I mean, one way or another, it didn't matter to me. But it's, it's something I see people do all the time, and... I think that's a, especially on books like that, you know, they will. They'll, well, yeah, because you can re-download it. That's, that's what, what I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, Me, I'm when I'm done with a book, I delete it right away. Me too. So, the same way. When it says the end, it's gone. <laughs> and, and even though they may have a thousand books hoarded up, they still freak out if the government shuts down and they can't get access to it for two, three days. Yeah. Hey, it's so I'm, much I'm, better I'm, than I'm not a book reader be. because I'm a, I'm a newspaper and magazine reader, but that's what no, I do. I'm we, we do have a hand raised from Joe out in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So do you want me to get to him, yeah, Bill? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, hi. Okay, I see you. Thank you very much. 25 degrees, clear skies here in Albuquerque. Going to get up to 48, down to 24 tonight. And we won't be for the whole coffee club today. We've got to take off the next hour. I have an appointment with my UNM audiologist. And the interesting thing, her name is Roseanne. And people say, not the famous Roseanne Barr. No, uh, <laughs> anyway, you're going to make some other adjustments and follow-ups and stuff that they do. But things that I hear, you know, one thing, uh, Ellen and I sing in the choir, and it's, it's we live in a loud, loud world with these hearing aids. They have these three-wing notebooks because they read the music, and it is so blasted loud, even when I turn down the volume. Whoa! But anyway, it, it is great, because I, I can hear everything, every word that said, everything that the director instructions, that some stuff I could not hear before. So there is a value in, in hearing aids, as you know, especially when, when we get to this age, it just slowly falls apart. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Joe. We got anybody else, Jeff? Not yet. Oh, no, we do. Hold on. Go ahead, Gail. Well, Go ahead, Gail. Um, I, I don't read too many books, but I've heard that, you know, as far as hoarding the books, if, you, if you're not going to read them, why just collect that stuff? Now, then well, you... like anything else, there are people who collect baseball cards and they hoard them, you know? But if you're never going to read them or do anything Right, it's free is why they do it. If you paid for those books and you bought those books, you would collect them one at a time. But that, I mean, that's just kind of my take on it. I don't... To me, the bigger issue would be if they're sharing them and... Well, maybe them. they do. We don't know. We, I mean, we don't know. We truly, truly do not know. Anything else, Gail? Um, what about copyright? Wouldn't there be a problem with... Like copyright, well, copyright you know, I, 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 
don't want to open up that box, but I will say that um, I don't think anybody can be excluded from that club because I think we've all been there, done that. But, um, you know, they shouldn't be sharing those books. I'll talk about another problem with the books here in just a moment. I think we've got someone else, Jeff. To Let me just check. I'll check again. Nope. Nope. Okay. Not that I know of. Um, I'm just looking at. I'm looking at the list. The, the and- one problem I have with people, and I've seen this done, and I just don't like it, is people who charge other people to download books for them. Especially when the library will do that for you if you can't do it yourself. Um, there are people who actually charge money for that. You know, that will log into various people's websites and um, do that. Well, isn't that even another issue if you log into I don't think they, they don't they say you're not supposed to be giving anybody else your username and password. No, no. These people are running it as a business, Jennifer. They, and they're telling people, if you want these things, well, I'll get them for you, but I'll, but you, you'll have to pay me for downloading it on your computer. Yeah, that's I, that's, that's the issue that Bill's talking about. You know, it, why it, do somebody that would do it for other people, but she would log into their? She didn't want the books they wanted as part of her history, so she would log into as them and do it. Well, there's two problems there. A number one, the person giving out their barred information, and number two, her charging for, or she, he or she, whoever it may have been, charging for that particular service. Now, do they make a lot of money? I do know I talked to the librarian, and they said if that's caught, that person is automatically removed from barred. There's no, there's no pass go. And, and 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 there is a copyright issue on that, Jennifer. You can't make money from someone else's from a library book that you borrow from the library and download and put it on on your computer and let someone else down. You, that first of all, it's against barred rules, and second of all, it does violate copyright restrictions. And you know, and, and I think it's it's done. Abby, have you ever seen people do that who charge people for downloading books? I have not, but I did have a friend at one time. Um, they weren't able to download books. They did not have a BARD account. And I know somebody who did download books for them and put it on a card um, because they either didn't have the ability uh, or they didn't at that time have a BARD account. And they did offer to pay them for that service you know for oh well you know you took your time you did this you did that uh but other than other than um just doing it you know and then saying no you have to pay me twenty dollars per book you know no well, well i think the library offers that as a service though if you want to see do now yes. or something they'll put it on a cartridge for you Yeah, they'll put it on a cartridge for you. Plus, if you didn't have your own account, you really couldn't play it on any of your devices anyway, unless somebody had given you a device that was already BART activated. So it would be something that you really, really, really couldn't do in the first place. But 
you know, I, the reason I even knew this or even thought of this, I was at a, where were we at? One of the many trade shows or uh, things that we go to sometimes or used to even more. And I was talking to the librarian. She was telling me about that, that that will get you an automatic ticket off and they will suspend your account for for doing that. And it's, it's, you know, it's one thing, and services will do this. They will charge you money for going online and helping you shop. You know, if, if you couldn't, if you couldn't shop for yourself, uh, it's something you couldn't do, then, you know, then it's all, it's all good. That's, that's good because if you, if that's a service you're actually performing and you're, you're not doing something, you know, if I wanted to hire Michael to shop on Amazon for me, if I couldn't do it myself, you know, does anybody have a problem with that shopping, um, shopping for somebody? Now, most of not us can do somebody you can trust because you're right. going to have to give them your credit card information. Credit card. Yeah, I don't like doing that. I, I tell you, I, that's never well, a good I mean, thing. But you can you can do your own shopping. But some people who cannot do that may need, you know, need need that type of help. So well, I don't have a problem with that, Bill. I would be very, very careful who I gave that information to for someone helping me shop. Because oh. it's very easy for that person that's doing the shopping for someone to, to use your credit card and abuse it. And especially if they're not computer savvy and stuff, they may not know about it until they get their credit card statement. So that's, yeah, but, but that's been going on for years. It's of just, course it has. That's no different than music licenses. When you, like a radio station, they buy a package of music, a collection of songs for a format like country or classic rock or whatever. They're not buying the music. The company's getting paid for compiling it, and they do the 99-year license thing, but neither entity owns the music. Right. But, you know, you, you just have to be very, 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 very careful. I don't. I think there's a few companies out there that, that do that, and I see we've got Mary Ellen with a raised hand. Yeah, you want me to get to her? Yeah. Okay. Mary Ellen. Go ahead, Mary Ann. Go ahead, Mary Ellen. I hope it's... Why is it? It's not letting me unmute her. Here, Chris, you want to step in? I got her. Yeah. Still says she's muted. Hold on, just a moment. It might be because she muted herself. I don't know why. No, I can't unmute her either. Hold on, just no. a second. Good well, morning. There you go. Sorry about that. I'm on. I'm walking down the street on the way to work while I'm enjoying you guys. Okay. And I had to. <laughs> I, I had to pull my phone out of my purse in order to unmute it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm you, a left-handed phone user and a left-handed guide dog user. So well, there that you makes go. it a little difficult, doesn't it? It does. You got to find a place to stop. I was going to say. Uh, I use Ira when I want to shop Amazon. If I'm not finding something or there's just too much to search through, and I have no problem paying to have an Ira agent help me shop for things that I know full well they can see way faster than I can. And they are obligated to keep your information secure and so on and so forth and to log out of your accounts appropriately and all that. Plus, you can set up 
if you have the ability, you can set up all of the uh, the things like your credit card and all that so that when you do have somebody else shop for you, they don't need to see your entire credit card. They don't need to see all of your everything. They can just say, oh, it's the address that ends in this and the card that ends in that and so on because that's all that they get to see. Or they can just put it in your cart. Yes, right. or they can just put it in your cart or they can just email you links. I've called an agent before and said, hey, I need you to search for such and such and such. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I want to find the ones on Prime because why wouldn't you? Right. That's, Here's the other way you can do it. To, and if you don't want them to do it, they are, you know, to, to shop your shopping cart, they can email you the links for stuff. Here's the other way you can do it. Amazon does have a disability hotline, and I have used it, and I've had some. They will not. They will not. They will put it in the cart, but you have to check it out yourself. But they will. They will be able to put stuff in the shopping cart for you, and you'll have to check it out yourself. And that does work. That's a good plan. Yeah, that, I didn't know they had one. Yeah, they do. They do. Good I've, to know. I've never had good luck with it, but one time, I've, I remember oh, no, on. on the microwave but, thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I'm just dragging my puppy away from the grass. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I've never had real great success with that disability line, except one time when someone got in and and misused my Amazon account. But And that was important, so that one time makes up for it. When I needed help with the microwave, it took them an hour, and then they still didn't figure it out. I called Ira, and I had it fixed within 30 seconds. So, um, Different skill set. You know, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're, best, they're best at helping you shop. They're not best. At, they're not best at doing. They're not best at doing the uh, the tech stuff like that you were talking about, Bill. That that's the only thing I can say. We, we okay. And Marianne, we do have a, a hand raised the way to work. I'm sorry. What'd you say, Bill? I said good luck on getting the rest of the way to work. Oh, that's that's always easy. It's a, it's absolutely a gorgeous morning out here. It's it is 32 degrees, but the there's no wind. There's no nothing. I have a warm winter coat, so it feels absolutely glorious out here. Now, do you have to walk to work, or do you take a bus to work, Marianne? I well, I am walking to the bus stop, and it's about a mile walk. It's about a mile walk to the bus stop, and then I catch a bus that goes a couple miles down the road, and then I cross another couple of big streets, and I'm at work. So you walk a mile back and forth to the bus stop every day? Um, I'm pledging to myself that I'm going to because it's an $8 Uber ride if I don't. All I'm going to say uh, to you is it. hats off and congratulations to you. Well, it's the start of a good weight loss challenge and fitness challenge to myself. So I'm gifting myself with exercise instead of being lazy in the morning. And your dog probably loves the walk. He does. He's very happy this morning. So we give you a hats up, a thumbs up. I'll take it. We take it. All right. You take care. Thank you, Marianne. Let's see. We've got a few more. Do we have a... Christian, we have, I, know, I, know, I never remember the numbers, but we have a 225 number. We have uh, Pierre. Is that Pierre 225? The real 225, yes. Go ahead, Pierre. Good morning. Uh, Y'all were talking about the uh, groundhog. We're here in Louisiana. We have a Nutria rat, and uh, and his name is Pierre C. Shadow. <laughs> and uh, you spell Shadow, S-H-A-D-E-A-U-S. And, and uh, but uh, y'all were talking about the uh, books. I know a, a lady right now goes on every day and downloads books onto uh, SD cards. She must have probably 
uh, eight, nine thousand books she'll never read. You know, but she but she does it every day on a on a regular basis. And, well, it is a like I said, so, it's a form of, it's a form of hoarding. Well, at some point though, the onus is on Bard to set some limits, like book share. It keeps you to a hundred books a month. You know, and right. at some point I'm, they need to set limits. I mean, she's got thousands. She's got these uh, books that hold these SD cards, and she's got five or six of those books with nothing but SD card with books on them. And why I have no idea. But it's an entitlement thing, I think. I don't know. Um, just because they can, and if there's not a limit and nobody to stop them, well, they're going to keep on doing it. You know, they used to say our kids would do things to 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 push you on the limits. Well, I think that's exactly what happens here. People just push, push, push to the yeah, limit. They're also... There's also websites and FTP sites that people go to and download books and all kinds of movies and all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. And y'all talk about the and y'all talk about the uh, library downloading books. No, we're lucky if we get books from our library. <laughs> They'll tell you in the New York Second they don't do that. Mm. Uh, and in fact, we got a letter the other day. Now, I, now, maybe this is all the libraries, but we got a letter the other day saying that there is a shortage of the, the players. And if you're solely using board and not using your player, to please send it back. Now, I've not got one of those yet. I have it here in New York. Though but, I would gladly but, send mine back, you know, because ours never did work very well to begin with. So... You know, I've got other options, but, you know, if somebody needed mine or whatever the case, then then I, I, I would gladly do it. But, you know, if if maybe what they ought to do is to allow if they can't download the books for you, Pierre, maybe they ought to allow some trusted barred users with training to help other people get books for them or do something that would help them out, that would volunteer. Yeah, our library's computers, our library's computers has been down since two or three days before Christmas. And, uh, you know, there was a point there where they couldn't order, you couldn't get any books for about a month. And uh, now they've got one computer working that they all have to use. Oh my! Well, it best. all depends on what part of the country you're in, and what state you are, and what state and the yeah, state funding that's a, that's available for that library service. There's cutbacks. I just did a website for the NFB of Alaska, and their books come from Utah. So. Wow! Yeah. So, but wow. I, I do believe that people. It's a responsibility of all of ours. If somebody truly needs help and cannot get those books, maybe it's a time you do it through a senior center or. Somebody, somebody should volunteer to step in and help out because I believe the ones that have a little bit of skills that can do that and make Pierre's day. I'm just using you for an example, Pierre. Right. If I could make your day a little bit better by getting some books for you that you would enjoy, then that's worth it. And I think we should utilize, you know, our resources that way. Now, I, I still don't believe that I should charge you money to download books. But, you know, I'm wondering if the shortage on these players, if they quit making these players because they know 
that these players are not the future of the library program. They, they're trying to come up with different ways besides these cartridges. Where did I see a stat at that 90% of the people still use the players and only 10% did the download thing? Because, really? Yeah. Wow. So, you know. How, I know the player that they're working on or that they've been trying to work on for a while has is supposed to be connected Either they weren't sure if they were going to just use data or how they were going to do it, but some way they were going to be able to push books to this player so that it would download them for you. Yeah, they say that they're going to use the cell phone towers, and uh, they'll have a a player that uh, uh, you call them, tell them what you want, and they send it right to the player. Yeah, I don't think I know that they use the cell phone towers, but they probably use (laughs) maybe they use the cell phone towers and Wi-Fi as a because I I I don't know, Jeff. They can't hardly get the cell phone to talk. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, they're going to use cell phone towers because a lot of people, older people, don't have Wi-Fi. They don't use the internet. Right. They have to have a complete start to it. We do have to have some people that are like senior citizens. A lot of them aren't even computer users, so they'd almost have to use. We, we have two else. hands raised. I'm just letting you know, guys. So. All right, we'll, we'll get to those. But anything else, Pierre, before I... That's it. All That's right, it. buddy. Have a good day in the 225. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Pierre is the guy that I give a hard time on Saturday. I've got two songs for him. What is it? The the nursing home song and two... Um, what's that song about getting old? Anyway, I play those songs for Pierre on a regular basis, and I mean it. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Who we we got? have Buddy one, and, two. and we have Buddy and we have Bob. So let's do with Buddy first, then we'll do Bob. Okay. Go ahead, Buddy. Yeah, good morning. We have 32 degrees in Asheville this morning, so um, that'll be good. <clears throat> I, have, I, I download a lot of books from Bart, but I have a real problem finding a, 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 some books that I like. So I've got my I got Marjorie's uh, XM radio for Christmas, and it was a trip back to nostalgia. I love Cousin Brucey because I used to listen to him in the 60s, and I've got to talk to him several times, and I like Earl Bailey. I love the tracks. So um, that's it's not perfect. It's not like it used to be, but it's 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 better. It kind of makes radio feel better because you dial the radio from one and the other, and AM, AM and FM radio is just a joke. It's just not what it was, and it's XM's not what it was when I had it in 2003, but it's it's, it's still it's 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 something good, and there's a lot of stuff. I remember riding in the car years ago. Um, we put it in the, in the put the antenna on top, and we'd go to Raleigh or somewhere. And I remember uh, the radio would record. It had uh, you would go down three times with the Pioneer and uh, press enter, and then uh, press it again, and you could record for hours. And uh, it's nice to have it on your Alexa or your. I, I've got it on my iPhone, and we've got it on our Alexa. And, it, it, and this 5G is really fast. We've just got in 5G internet charter, and it's real fast. It's just it's instantaneous. Well, that, that, that that's a good. Good thing we're going to do it. And Bard is real fast, especially on the iPhone and on the Victor Trek. It's real fast. I, I can't. There's a new update coming out. I hear it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, uh, Jenny, up. one can talk about that real quick. Jenny told me about it last night, and I guess it's the biggest update they've ever done. Jenny, sort of what that little thing I saw said, and it this has to. I know one thing is supposed to be changing the router and what it can accept or something, but they say it's one of the biggest upgrades they've done to it. When that's coming out, I don't know. Has anybody else read anything about that? 
Well, I guess not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to step away, Bill. My but, grocery order just called me. The oh, shop right called me to find out what I wanted for groceries. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jeff, don't you remember Cousin Brucey? I know you remember him. He was He's a, uh, he's getting up there. He's still doing it. That's that's commendable. Uh, uh, Bill, uh, Cousin Brucey is 83 years old. He's quite healthy. Um, a friend of mine that, that, that knows him uh, talks to him all the time, um, and he's doing very well, buddy. So uh, I've talked to him several times, and he's on. I'm on Facebook with him, and he's he's to be. Uh, that's one of the few giants left from the sixties. Aren't very many of them left, are there? Yeah. Well, we just lost Harry Harrison, who used to work at WABC and WMCA. I'll talk about that tomorrow night, buddy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Do we have um, and we have Bob out in. If I'm not mistaken, out in the uh, motor or out in Detroit area, whatever. So let me get to Bob here. Go ahead, Bob. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I have a question. I can't get the uh, podcast on. Hey, I got something else. What do I do? Um, as far as I know, uh, all things radio is still under Worldwide Legend Podcasts, but. If you want to hear this show, you just ask for Wednesday Coffee Club, and that's what you'll get. And for the other for Sunday night show, you'd ask Lady A for a Sports Lounge Live. Well, I've been getting a lot of reports that people are having trouble getting the All Things Radio podcast. And the, for the way people are doing it to solve the problem, um, and we've been getting a lot of reports, so... We're still investigating to see what's happened, but you can also subscribe or resubscribe to all things, um, all things radio live. But we're we're going to get to the to the bottom of the problem. It's a long way from fixed, Mike. Yeah, well, that's we got to get that um, final screw up. Someplace. Final leg. Yeah, it was. Uh more complicated than we thought to get this stuff switched so we apologize for the inconvenience uh, it's got to get it's got to get on all the all the ip servers and, all the, all the, and everything all the but, domain but stuff. it will be fixed and you can go how do you normally listen bob to the podcast what is it how do you normally listen to the podcast uh well before i just sat you know uh, just had to you know I got the, you know, you got the three podcasts on, uh, easily on Lady A. Okay, so you, you're doing on Lady A. So once yeah. we can identify the problem, but I'm getting a lot of these. Um, I receive complaints on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, so it's a problem. So is there anything other than Lady A should be the only holdout? It's the only holdout that for is all things radio. So we'll, we'll go in there and fix that. See what's going on. So, but yes, just be a little patient there. You can, because um, I know it, it's coming up on every other device, but we'll have it fixed. So, Thank you. We, we will get that fixed. Now, we have another hand that's written from 817. So, let uh, me get probably that. Probably Sharon and her iPhone, probably. It probably is. Let's see. Go ahead. Is that you, Sharon? Hello from 817. I, I unmuted her. And she just disappeared. She's not there. 
Yeah, I don't see her. I was looking for her, but I couldn't find her either. uh, The minute I am, and I didn't dump her or anything like that because it would have said that she was dumped, and it didn't. Hey, I was going to talk about something. But Bill Levy has his hand raised. He's trying to avoid that. Who's Bill? Oh, do we know Bill? Oh, we do. I'm sorry, Bill. Hold on. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick. This is just a quick reference. Uh, You're talking to Bob about getting the podcast. Bill, you forgot to mention he can get it on the phone, and it's right up to date. That's 773-527-3006 number. Yeah, I thought about that, but you didn't didn't mention it to him, but you can get Bob. You go to that phone number. That's 773-527-3006. And you can get the Bobcast. Even the Bobcast for today's Coffee Club will be probably up by tonight or tomorrow. It's always right up to date. Well, all right, let's get the phone number correct, okay? The phone number is 773-572-3006. Oh, did I say 527? No. Okay. Yeah. So at least we're going to do that. But when you do that, then press option number seven. And it'll be probably up within a half hour um, after the coffee club you know, people can do it that way. We want to get it back on the Lady A, so that that, that is oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, but. Oh, also another thing about the shopping. You mentioned the shopping. I knew people years ago that uh, used to shop for people at the stores, and you would give the store your information, and then there was a code that the store would use. Like you might say, my code number to get in my, to build my account is one, two, three, four, or some, something mm-hmm. like that. And that's the number that the shopper would give the store. And then the store would go into your credit card because they got it on file anyway. And do Very it. So true, the yeah. person shopping for you never had your credit card number, credit information. Right. Very they just good. They had the code number. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, we will push out that number, 773 572 3006. If you want to um, press option number seven, and you can listen to Coffee Club number eight is All Things Radio, and number nine, of course, is Sports Lounge Live, which will be on one day earlier this week because we're going to watch the Super Bowl, and it starts at 7.30 Eastern on Saturday night, a pre-Super Bowl show. We did that last year. You know, Bill, talking about that code thing, and and it's kind of related here, one of the things you can do with Uber is, and the big people talk about is safety and making sure you get into the right cab. Um, they have a, sec- a section in their app called under, under settings called safety, and you can enable a pin, and you can determine wh- when you want to use this pin. You can use it all the time or at, or, or at night. The night. Their nighttime hours are from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. But what happens if, if you use this pin when the cab arrives or it gets close to you, it will tell you or it will display the pin on your iPhone. So let's say your pin is 4981. It will tell you 4981. When you go into that, when you get that driver and you open that door and they get in the car, he can't start the trip because it will not, it will not let him start the trip and, put, and, and get the information going so that, that he can get paid for the ride until you audibly tell him what that PIN number is. And that is just a, that's something that just been, that's been introduced about, I think I got the email from, from Uber on this about a month ago or maybe two months ago. So you can enable a PIN so that it's, it gives you a, another layer of safety so that when you're getting into the car, um, you, you, don't have that, you don't have a problem at that yeah. point. And Bill, you raised your hand again. Hold on. Go go ahead, Bill. 
Yeah, you mentioned the Uber thing. I just got an email because uh, I signed up for Ira. And I just got an email the other day that Ira now will call your Uber and Lyft, and they'll verify the driver in the cab before you get in. In other words, they, if they don't say this is not the right car coming or this is not the car the guy told you I'm an Uber driver, know that they'll, they'll tell you the right the license plate number and everything. They do, Bill. And also another advantage of that is if you're in maybe with three or four other people and they're calling Ubers, you can they can verify which which car is yours or if you're in a busy place in an area and right. you're not sure where the car is. That's that's a real good service of Ira, that they will get you to the right car and they can see exactly where your car is coming from, where it's at. I I remember I was at the airport and he goes, she's lost and she can't find you. So I was then having to put her on hold and then go over and and contact her on my phone to tell her no, I'm over here. So. It's it's a good thing. Ira it does a lot for that. I find Ira really useful when going through bus stations, and it, you can as you're getting to the bus station, you can have the Uber agent uh, set up the ride and then assist you when you get off the bus to go through the terminal to go out to the vehicle. And right, you said make sure you have the correct vehicle. And you know, I've got it down on art. I can pretty much walk through, and within a minute. You know, I'm in my ride, ready to go to my destination, and that's a great service. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. So keep that in mind. If you, if that's just another great tool to have in your toolbox. What Jeff is suggesting with the pin, I don't know if Lyft does anything yet. No, like Lyft that. doesn't have that yet. And also, when I looked at my Lyft phone, I was with my oldest daughter, Meredith, and I said, Meredith, can you tell me where the Lyft driver is by looking at the phone? And it, she could not see where the Lyft driver was, yet with Uber, it displays a virtual map and gives you an idea of where the phone is. Like she said, well, the phone, the, the uh, Uber driver's on Wolf Road, and he's headed towards where you live on, you know, where you live. So she actually could see that on the phone, but she couldn't see that with Lyft. Now, I saw now, one new Lyft feature yesterday. Like before, you had to schedule the ride, and then you could go at a stop. And now it lets you 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 enter the first place you want to go, and then it says add stop, and then you can enter, and it makes it the first place. So hey, and it worked out. I did that, Mike. It worked out great. My daughter had a doctor's appointment, and I and I said, well, why don't you take an Uber? I'm going home. And it's on the way to my home. So I put my destination in, and I put the stop in. It knew to go to Meredith's stop, and then it brought me, and then the, uh, the I'm sorry, the Lyft driver brought me home. And that worked really well, Mike, so, I'm going to tell you. for example, if I wanted to go to the drugstore, I want to go to Walgreens to get my stuff. So I put in Walgreens, but then I just want to go there. I don't want to get out. I just want to go through the window, get my prescription, and come back home. I don't even want to get out of the cab. So what I put in the Walgreens address first and then put in my address? Yes. And then what it will probably do, the one time I did it, it said your source and destination are very close to each other. So it's prompting to make sure that you did what you intended to do and you say, or yes, that's what I meant to do. And then, it, yeah. So that could save you a, a little bit of time that you don't have to get out of the, if you're just going through the drive through window and whatever the case may be. They said they have a lot of people do that. You know, um, they have a lot of people that do that. They said it's very common for them to take someone to Walmart, do the grocery pickup thing, and then bring them back home. So they do that all. It the also time. saves you extra fees. Yes, it does. Well, is that true? Well, here's another thing. I, I had a text message from Jr. He wanted to let you know. Ask two questions. First of all, he wanted to know 
He said that Be My Eyes can do the same thing, but I don't know about that because I, they, you know, there are volunteers would be in Be My Eyes, so it depends on the volunteer you get. The second one he asked me is, are the people who work the disability line for Amazon from here in the United States? They are, but they're, but they're also from uh, overseas, depending on when you call. And I'm going to answer the first question is, Ira has a an agreement with Uber and or Lyft to th- that they can have access to get into the console. I would be greatly surprised if Be My Eyes had that at all because I don't even think they they have the same type of oh, console. Dear. So I'm I'm a little suspect on that one because to to actually do that. If I'm not mistaken, um, Ira is contracted. Um, you know they. Uh, whereas Be My Eyes is volunteer, and um, I know with Ira you have to sign agreements. You know that you're not going to give out people's information and things of that nature, and uh, so it's, it's totally, you know, voluntary with Be My Eyes. Well, yeah, I would never use Be My Eyes unless I was going to contact a Microsoft agent, which they have an agreement right. with. No, or- they're good for that. You know, if you want to work with Google or some other thing like that that's where they're good at but and i'm not saying the volunteers are wrong but you're going to get no. somebody driving down the street going to the grocery store and they they're logged in and they may help you or may not help you and because of the fact that you can get 5 minutes of ira for free each call and you don't have a limit on the calls unless you just go over the top and do something stupid. But, you know, that to me is, in most tasks, can be done very quickly. I'm just saying that Ira uses these agents, and these agents are very highly trained and skilled. And it does more than just telling you the color of your dog. And I believe they're also bonded. So if, 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 right. if, if, if they're insured and they're bonded, and if they, if they give out your credit card information and use it falsely, you know, I was going to be, it's going to be in, in trouble for that. And they, they, they certainly don't want that kind of reputation. But be my eyes. You don't know who you're getting. You don't know what to train. They, they don't necessarily have any training. You don't know what that. You don't know. I'm not saying it's not, a, it's not a good service, but you, you, you get what you pay for. You need to be selective <laughs> of what you pass right, out to them. For, right. Yeah, uh, Jerry has his hand raised. Let me get to you, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, uh, Buddy was talking about his Sirius XM radio. Uh, mine does a very interesting thing for a couple of programs. Now, I don't know. I talked to the people at Sirius XM. They really didn't know what I was talking about. Do any of you guys' radios remember programs that you listen to? Like, for example, I listen to Alex Ward's Pink and Black Days. Uh, on Saturday nights or on Monday afternoons when he's on. Um, If I'm listening to something else at the time the Pink and Black Days comes on, um, like if I'm listening, let's say, to a five-part Johnny Dollar on uh, Channel 148, the Radio Classics channel, and it gets over like 15 minutes after Pink and Black Days comes on, if I hit the 50s on five within an hour, it remember it's like it's there waiting for me. Do any of you guys have that? Uh, on I have the Onyx Plus radio. No, I don't. I 
you know, I gave up on satellite radios because I can do it with my Sonos or my yeah. Um, or my, Jerry, uh, the only thing I can say is I'm sure that's not a that there must be a setting that's in that radio that can be changed to deal with that. So I don't think that's just done without a setting that has to be made. That's all I can say. Right. Okay, it remembers, like, do that for two shows. It'll do it for the doo-wop stop, too. It'll tell me, it'll be like it's just coming on, even though it's been on for 45 minutes or something. That's great. great. Yeah, Yeah. it keeps, like, the previous three or four hours of certain shows I've seen. But it's not on every channel. And I've seen that on the iPhone, too, where you can do that. You know, you can go into it. Right, I think Frank it has Jerry. a button that says start from beginning of broadcast. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. You have you had your hand raised. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, you're talking about Ira. and that, uh, I tried all three of them. I had seeing AI for a while. That was okay, but getting that camera to find your stuff and get it in the right position, that was sometimes nerve-wracking because it would never see it. And then Be My Eyes, I tried that, and I kept getting people that didn't had no idea what I wanted to do when I say glance them a mail, the returns address or something, they could never see them or something go wrong. And so then I said, well, I'm going to give Ira a shot. Well, I've had excellent stuff with Ira. I mean, I can call Ira if I wanted to say check my mail or check something. I can call Ira. Everybody I've got is perfect. I mean, I can lay the envelope down, put the camera there, and in one second, they're reading it. Yeah, well, the reason, and one of the reasons this bill is they're trained. So I, yeah, I, what I mean. To, I had to get my Discover card replaced because the chip went bad on my card. And what happened with the with the I couldn't read the the uh, CID on the back of the card, and, and my scanner couldn't read it, and my I couldn't get my iPhone to read it. But when I got Ira on the phone, they just said, "Well, move the phone this way." There you go. Your CID is that that that, and it was done. So um, so that's that. You know, another good use. I want to mention this because it came up yesterday. Uh, one thing you'd have Ira do for you, and I've seen a gentleman do this, and I, something I never thought of before, is have them take pictures for you, and then they will actually label those pictures. Well, I know some are listening going, well, I'm blind. I don't care about pictures. But there's a lot of times, maybe you want a family picture or, you know, your children are together. There's a special event. Uh, but, like, I do these blindness conventions, and I do their websites, and I'm like, you know, it would really help. You should get pictures of yourself as a group, and you have a board meeting, and all of you are together around one table or something. Go ahead and get a picture of that, and we'll post that. And that helps people know who you are. It puts a face to you. And Ira does that and does it very well, and they'll even label the picture so that way you know what it is. It doesn't just have the date and time. You know, this well- is... Bill I, and, could, I could use that for Iris. She could take a picture of me, label it, and I could send it to uh, use to put on on the All Things Radio website. Exactly. Right? So that would. Perfect. We have one more hand raised from Jr. And I'm sure it's probably about the seeing AI or being AI. But we'll get to you, Jr. Go ahead, Jr. Hey, am I unmuted? You are muted. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I was saying, well, the be my eyes thing. I, I like using it. Like occasionally, I'll have to go to like a different place uh, for like fast food or whatever, and, and I'll. Some of these places around here, they, they don't have curb entrances, so you have to walk through parking lots to go find them. So it's, uh, you know, Be My Eyes is very helpful, you know, when you're looking for places like that to, to go use, you know, because it's just, it's just it's, you know, the volunteers, you know, they can look for the Wendy's sign or look for the, you know, Burger King sign or whatever it is, you know, that you're going to. Well, I'm glad that you had success with it. My concern is that the vol- that not every volunteer is trained properly, Jr. That's the only concern, and I wouldn't want to see you get hurt 
uh, because the because the the the, the, the training that, that the Iron people get are very specific for mobility and stuff like that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I would want to see you get hurt because who would be my buddy at the Gateway Diner on Fridays? You know, we well, get together. I know. Well, I would say that I've had very good experiences from dealing with them, and and all the times that I've called them. You know, so I would not, uh, you know, discourage it at all for people to call them and you utilize the free service that they're, you know, willing to offer us. Yeah, it may depend on the complexity of what you're trying to do, like something like that. Yeah, it's no, like I, I, I don't think I wanted help mind. with my TV to get it set up, how to get through all the yeah. menus and get the speech. And I got it with Be My Eyes, but it took the third person to do that. So it, it may depend on the complexity of the task you're trying to accomplish. I, I will never discourage anybody from using Be My Eyes. Just know what it is going in, and it's just the way it is. They don't have the ability to take snapshots and to do the pictures of maybe some of the close-up things you need. Well, if that I, ha- I had a problem. I'm sorry, Bill. Please forgive me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But if, if it works for you and you enjoy it and it works for you, fine. That's not a problem at all. That's why they have the two services, um, you know, and that that's why they're there. And really, you have to give Be My Eyes credit because there may be no IRA where they're not Be My Eyes because it was definitely first. Right. That's it right. definitely was first. We they have just a, took it to a, we have a call from Debbie. Okay. Okay. One more quick thing. I just want to just want to say only one quick. I know we got a demo coming up at some point here, but I got lost because uh, Uber. I, I live in a complex with three buildings, and they all pretty much look the same. You couldn't tell the difference from them, except that. Uh, I, and the guy took me to the wrong building, and I thought it was the my building, and it was a building over on the other side of the complex. And I didn't know that at first, but then when I when I, my dork when I dorky wouldn't open the front door, I said, "Hey, there's something wrong here." So I went to Ira, and I said, well, where am I in my complex? Because all the buildings look the same. And they said, oh, you're at this building. I said, can you get me to the building that's in my complex? And they brought up a map of my location. I said, yeah, you're just over. You just got to cross the sidewalk and walk over to the road to the to the next building. And you're right there to your building. And she guided me to the to my building. So that worked out very well. Sorry to, be, sorry to interrupt you, Bill. Not a problem at all. Uh, um, Tim, you've got Debbie queued up yeah. and ready to go? Yep. Let's hear Debbie before we go into our demo. Good morning, Bill. This is Debbie in Lafayette. Uh, I was going to tell you the Amazon accessibility number. Um, It is 888-283-1678. And I use it when I get Kindle books. I have an Amazon tablet, and I'm not very good at using it because I'm not very technology smart. (laughs) I'm trying. But, yeah, their number is 888-283-1678. And, yes, you do have to check out, um, you know, you, you have to check out what you get. And I've, I've only gotten Kindle books, which I listen to. It's Lady A, and it's wonderful. Uh, it's opened up a whole new world for me, even though I need help getting the books. So I wanted to tell you guys that. Bye-bye. There we go. And we have one more raised hand, Bill. Okay. From Ellen in the... In lovely Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, go ahead, Ellen. Hey, good morning. Um, I just wanted to let you go, let you guys know that we are going to have to bail out. We have an appointment um, in, a, in a little bit. So, but I just want to say to everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you maybe tomorrow on ACR Live. Thank you very much, Ellen. And you have a, you and Joe, have a safe day. One other Amazon thing I wanted to mention since Debbie brought that up. 
you can, we had this yesterday, I gave Abby my Fire tablet. Well, some of them that you get on discount or Prime Day, whatever, they have ads in there, and you can get them removed. And there's two ways to do it. There's one that's kind of complex, and you got to really go into there, and maybe you don't want to embark on that, and you could lose speech along the way. But if you, if those ads on the home screen really bother you, you can pay $15, and they can magically disappear. And they did. And it might be worth it for security purposes. I mean, they were there one minute. I didn't have to restart or anything. She said, please check your screen. And I did. And it was like, wow. Are you talking about the Amazon app and the iPhone, guys? No, the Fire Tablet. No, the Fire Fire Tablet. tablet. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you see the discounts on it, part of that discount is that they have ads on there, on your home screen. That's why some of these computers are so cheap out here, because they load it with all of that software. Well, I refer. I preferred not have it, so I was. I called and had them taken off yesterday. There you go. And, and how long is that? A, is that a prompt. is that a one time payment, Abby, or is that a, something you have to renew every year? No, it's a one time payment. Okay, just a good way to get fifteen bucks, Jeff. I'll tell you what. I'll, you give me the fifteen bucks, I'll take your fire tablet. No, just kidding, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> you well, you, you could go in and do it. There's ways to do it, but you're really getting into the the meat of the system, and you could if you mess it up, you could. Uh, yeah, could, it was. You could brick your device. It you was com- complex. I was not about to touch it. Well, they could, you got it from one fifty nine down to ninety nine, so you save sixty dollars on Prime. So okay, so you only save forty five. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I have my issue with them doing that, but I, to me, if you've got ads on your home screen, that's a security risk. So I feel better about it. Very, very. All right. Uh, does anybody else have anything before I turn it over to? Chris and Dave, so we can do their award-winning demo. Are you going to tell them about your search for the turkey roaster? Oh, well, we'll probably talk more about that next week. But I ordered, and we'll see, because until we get it here, is an electric turkey roaster, because Jackie Miller had to have a turkey. And this was a 22-pound turkey. And... So neither three of us have ever carved up a turkey before. So when this comes here later today, I've got a feeling that the accessibility, though they said it has buttons, I don't know. But we will see. So we may have to employ Ira, Be My Eyes, whatever, to get through this turkey, to cook this turkey for Jackie Miller. So, for the record, I've never cooked a whole turkey by myself before. So, it's just one of those experiences coming up here. I don't know why she didn't just get a good turkey breast. That would have been plenty of turkey. I can cook a turkey uh, in the oven. Um, So, if you want help with that... You got my number. And I'm sure Chris has a few. Chris has probably got some tips, too. Right. Well, I, we I, didn't have a good, a big enough pan for the thing. For the part pan. of our problem. And I knew yeah, that I hire out. <laughs> we've uh, done turkey. And maybe the reason she wanted a whole turkey would be the reason I would want a whole turkey, because I like the dark meat. Oh, exactly. She likes the dark meat, but probably this is probably going to be a Nugs project. Um but just a dog, twenty-two yeah. pounds. Twenty-two pounds of dog food. Yeah, wow. I, I don't know, but anyway, I got it. We're ready to go with, with as soon as it gets here. 
later today. I, I think it's time for Dave and Chris's demo. Yeah. I mean, you're killing yeah. me here, Bill. <laughs> I think I'm going to get worse, Jeff. Have, have a wonderful week, guys. And again, hey, thank you have, for letting me oh, hang out with you here on the Coffee Club, Bill. Uh, do we have anybody else? That we I have thought? Bill again. Uh, but uh, I'll, okay. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick. Bill, I've had one of those big turkey roasters for about 11 years. And this is probably more adaptive for the iPhone or something, but it worked perfect because you can set the temperature. Uh, the temperature on mine does clicks. It goes. It's just like putting it in an oven, electric oven. And I cooked one at uh, Christmas time. Come out perfect. You just put it in there and forget it, and watch well, it, your time, and it comes out perfect. As long as she seasons it, she doesn't like to season things a whole lot. And I'm for put a lot of butter in that turkey and do the things that you got to do for a turkey, but I don't know. So, I'm just afraid she won't take the giblets and stuff out. Oh, I'll do that, Jennifer. <laughs> she might set the house on fire. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can that. buy legs and wings. I don't know if you can buy turkey thighs, but... Uh... I don't know. But well, I don't know why she didn't just give a nice breast. That would have been a lot but easier. She likes the dark meat. already had a pan that it would fit in. She likes the dark meat, so we'll, we're going to give it a shot, but... And thanks, Bill. And Chris and Dave, what do you got fired up for us? You were really pumped up about this. This is a mandolin that I saw on QVC the other day, and it's not the kind that you scrape the food over or scrape the mandolin over with your hand. That kind, you have to hold a food pusher with the food on it and move the food back and forth. I never can keep the three components together. This thing is absolutely wonderful. It has given me the best slices I've been able to get out of anything. It also does some other things, but if it only did slices, I would be perfectly happy. And no batteries? No, no batteries, no electricity. And you think even I can use it, Chris? Yep. <laughs> uh, Boy, that's a real endorsement if even he could use it. <laughs> yeah. It might make Push a plunger up and down. You can use it. Thank oh, you, Chris. He, he has troubles with that <laughs> issue, too. But we won't go there. All right. Let's play the demo before I get in real trouble. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another demo. And today, Chris and I made a purchase from, well, I should say Chris did, I made a purchase from QVC. And um, this product, we tried it, and it works like a champ. I was a little skeptical about this, and really, I believe Chris was too. Um, but anyway, this product is an easy slice upright upright mandolin. It can uh, slice, it can shred, and it can julienne. I believe I got that right. So the first thing I'll do is have Chris give you the information about this product. Someone had asked us um, not too long ago, we got a coffee club email asking about mandolins. <clears throat> and I have never had much luck using a one of those um, manual mandolins. But anyway, this seems to work great. Uh, it is called an Easy Slice Upright Mandolin, and that's M-A-N-D-O-L-I-N. It is by a chef named Jeffrey, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, 
Zakarian, Z-A-K-A-R-I-A-N. If you go to QVC and you type mandolin in the search field, um, then you just look on down till you find Easy Slice. The item or Easy, yeah, Easy Slice. The item number is K five zero 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 eight qvc's phone number is well they have two and they're both pretty much the same anymore 1-800-345-1212 and 1-800-345-1515 now the 1212 is still automated ordering but so is the 1515 but if you press zero you can get a live person the device is $31.10 um it's also available on Amazon for $39.99. We just purchased this thing, or received it yesterday, and we tried it out right away, of course. We had to rip it out of the box, which is the fun part. <laughs> and for those of you who care, it's green. Yeah. Okay. Which matters to me, but, you know. I think they have different colors, don't they? They do. It's a girl thing. Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, I don't care. I don't have to look at it anyway. But you can imagine it to be any color you want. Okay. When you take this unit out of the box, it comes in five pieces. Um, I have the unit, obviously, out of the box. And the first thing I have is the unit itself. And I also have a... Um, a drawer with a lip on one end and of course the opening is where you where your food goes whenever you use the mandolin and the food goes into this drawer and I'll get to how that works in, in a little bit. It doesn't look like it will, but it will. I know. We were a little puzzled about that, but... We anyway. called Ira and had them watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we have the unit, we have the drawer... Then we have, as I find it, another piece. Uh, the first part is the the chute where you put your food in to slice it or shred it or julienne it. And then you have a little pusher that fits inside of that. And then the only other thing that you have is a little brush. And that is so you can, you know, wipe the... Uh, inside of the where, where your chute uh, is uh, on, the, on the main unit itself um, you can wipe that off and you can wipe the bottom of the, uh, the pusher that slides inside this chute uh, you can wipe the little it has like little uh, they feel like little pins on the bottom of this pusher like most pushers it just kind of grabs a hold of the food and keeps it from sliding around while you push it into the blade this is not electric and not battery operated. Isn't that clever? A product that doesn't use batteries. Or electricity. Or electricity. Okay, so I have this, the unit laying on the table, and I've got the, what I'm going to call uh, lengthwise, uh, going uh, towards me and away from me. So the, the long end is, is going away from me. And it, it's approximately 10 inches long. And it's about 2 inches thick. 
and about uh, uh, what four is that? Inches. About four inches yeah. wide. It folds flat for storage, and when it comes to you, it will be folded flat. Right. The unit is folded flat right now, and so right now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this unit upside down because I want to talk about the back of the unit. And when I have it flipped upside down, now I have it lengthwise, the unit is upside down, but it's lengthwise from towards me to away from me. And the end that is away from me has a big round knob on the end of it. It doesn't turn, but it uh, looks like a knob. It, it it looks like a knob. It's a thing you push down on. Yeah, or you're it going would, to. Push it would be down your on. plunger, I guess you could call it. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach my hands inside of the back of the unit. It's open, you know, so you can reach. You can see everything that's in there, and I'm uh, I'm gonna. Start with the end away from me, and I have that, that knob. And then there's like a little tube that runs uh, from the knob into about the center of the unit. And I'm going to keep bringing my hands. Uh, I'll see a wide opening. And then I'm going to come to these little gizmos that I'm going to call fingers. Now, in the manual, it calls these knobs. I don't know why they call them knobs. But they don't look like knobs. They don't look like knobs. They look like little fingers. And the object of these... Flat uh, fingers. Flat fingers. They're, they're laying down flat, like into the lock position. And you have one right beside the other, but they're sort of angled from each other. And the object of these fingers, or knobs, as they call them in the manual, is you use the combination of these knobs, or fingers, to decide whether you want to slice or shred. Julianne, matchstick, all that stuff. Or julienne, or, or whatever. And so by taking the end, you'll, you'll find on one end of each one of these fingers or knobs, uh, you can put your fingernail into the one end and you can flip the finger or knob straight up. And and then you turn the finger. Now, I guess that's why they call it a knob. If you turn it um, one direction or the other, and I'm going to have Chris describe, you know, exactly what that does. You turn it like a key. You just grab a hold of it and turn it. Okay, and and between the two of these fingers, um, when you have them uh, flipped up, you can turn it clockwise or counterclockwise to decide whether you, you know, what you want to do with this unit. Well, Chris, if you if you want to describe, okay, um, how how these uh, fingers work, go ahead, Chris. Um, okay, if you rotate the the top one, if you ro 
rotate that well okay let's just say let's take both knobs first together if you rotate both of them all the way counterclockwise until they stop with them flipped up yeah you have to flip them up you can't turn them unless you flip them up because you can't get a hold of them um if you turn them all the way counterclockwise that's gonna be slice and then you flip the and then you flip the fingers yeah you can down flip them out of the way they lock well you right or left kind of but yeah okay if you turn only the first one all the way clockwise that's julian if you turn the second one all the way clockwise and leave the first one all the way counterclockwise, that's matchsticks. And if you turn them both all the way clockwise, that makes them a little thinner and then you can, or a little less wide, I should say, a little narrower. It's still a Julian, but it's a little it's a little narrower and it comes closer to a shred and you adjust the thickness of the shreds and the slices with the dial there's a dial the we dial haven't, we haven't gotten to the dial yet but we will okay so that's how you uh, that's how you adjust tell this thing what you want it to do there suggestion in the user guide is, and the user guide is also available on QVC, as are the recipes that come with it, which is really nice. They're downloadable. The user guide tells you to do one slice or shred or whatever, and then check it and make sure that's what you want. Right. Okay, so now we're going to go back to where... Um, we stopped before I, we started with these fingers. And I'm going to bring my hands coming, looking inside the back of this unit, and I'm going to come below those fingers towards me, and I'm going to find this dial that Chris was just talking about. It's a big dial. And this dial's got uh, 30... It's about 40 positions, 43, I think, is what I counted. Positions, and they clicked when you turn them. They're little clicks, but if you go slow, you can tell. Right. And that decides on the thickness of whatever it is you want to slice. Like, you, uh, if you want a slice and you want a thicker slice, use this knob. If you want thicker pieces that you're shredding or julienne or matchstick, um, you can adjust the thickness by using this dial. And so... That's pretty much what is in the back of the unit. Okay, now I'm gonna, uh, the, the first thing that you have to do after you have examined that and you know what you wanna do, whether you wanna slice or whatever, if you have, if you have, if you turn this unit, I'm gonna stand it up so that that plunger or that big knob is facing up in the air up towards the sky and I have the back of it facing my right hand and of course obviously the left uh, uh, part of the unit is the front of the unit which we'll call the front of the unit and on the back of the unit if you come down along this the from top to bottom 
looking at the uh, the back of the unit, you'll find uh, it would be the widest point of the unit from front to back. And I've got it turned so that it is uh, the front's to the left and the back is to the right. And I'm gonna take uh, a couple of fingers on my left hand and hold uh, onto the front of the unit and take my other hand, right hand, and come down to the bottom of the, uh, the unit. And I'm gonna pull the front, it opens up, it sort of hinges, it opens up. And then the back becomes, uh, part of the back is a big opening there now since I pulled it apart until it stops. And now the unit is sitting up by itself on a slant. It sits up kind of like a, oh, anything that you unfold that has a wide base and a narrow top, it's like a triangle almost. Yeah. So it, it so if you're looking now I can I can turn uh, well I guess the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this drawer piece that I said you know, when you take it out of the box and you have this drawer and I got this drawer in my hand and one end of the drawer has a lip on it. Like or, a drawer pull yeah, like you would use to pull. Kind of like a door out. handle, sort of. And what you do is you come around to the back of the unit, and there's a wide opening there, and you're going to take the, not the end with the lip, but you're going to take the skinny end of the drawer, and you're going to slide it in. It's going to go over the top of a bar. It's going to slide in as far as it'll go, and then you push down on the uh, on the front of the drawer, and the, the drawer then is in place. Okay, so now we got that's the we got the drawer in place. Now that's where your food is going to go after it's been sliced or shredded or julienne or whatever it is you're going to do. And now we're going to find the other piece, which is the pusher. Pusher and food and shoot, food shoot. together. Okay, now I'm going to lay those aside and I'm going to talk about the front of this unit. I have it from uh, the front to my left and the back of it where the drawer is to my right. And I'm going to start at the top and I'm going to bring my fingers down on the front and down and I'm going to, but first um, I see the knob. The knob is uh, locked down right now in on, the, the, on that in the plunger. position where you would fold it, I yeah. mean, where you would store it. Okay, and right below the knob, come down about maybe an inch and a half, and you'll find a little, it's got three little lines on it. They go from right to left. They go, they go yeah, well, anyway. Well, if you were, yeah, they go across, not up and down. Right. It's a spring-loaded little... Well, I guess you could call it a switch, but it's not really it's like a switch. A catch. And then right below that, if you bring your fingers on down, there's an opening. It's rounded at the top and square at the bottom. And that's where this chute goes. So the first thing I'm going to do now is I'm going to find the uh, the chute and the pusher, and I'm going to take the chute in my left hand, 
and the pusher in my right hand and I'm going to match up the uh, pusher has to go inside this chute. So it's the chute is rounded on the bottom and square squared off on the top. Try that again. The uh, the pusher is is rounded at the at the bottom on the one end and and squared off at the top, and so is the chute. Well, that the square part's actually going to become your bottom when you put it on. So once you put the that onto the unit, then we're going to come around to the front of the unit. And I'm going to take the chute with the pusher in it in my left hand. And I'm going to put the bottom of it has a kind of like a lip on the bottom of this chute. And it's going to go down into the opening of the mandolin of the unit. And then, which it does, it slides right down in there. And then I'm going to find that, remember I said when you bring your hands down from the top of the unit down and you find that little thing with the three little bars on it, and you're going to take a hold of the bottom of that thing and hold it up and press the chute in and then let go of that bar. And it should lock. And it locked the chute into place. Now, if you wanted to, you wouldn't have had to put the, uh, the pusher inside of that chute when you put it on. It might make it easier for you. I don't know. It made it easier for me to put it on with the pusher inside. But it just depends on what you want to do. I would probably, I might put it on without the pusher because it's just two pieces to hold, although they stay together very well. Yeah, they do. So I'm going to put that uh, pusher aside. I have the chute already locked onto the unit. Chris is going to talk just a little bit about that dial, uh, not the fingers. The dial. The, the dial, dial itself. Okay, I'm going to pull this over toward me with, <clears throat> with the food chute and pusher away from me. And if I reach in, there's a big dial underneath those knobs. You can reach right through the back, and it has a it does have a pointed end on it. And if you turn it all the way clock counterclockwise, I mean, with the pointer at six o'clock. Well, there's kind of a pointer. It's it's pretty good, but all the way counterclockwise is at zero millimeters. This thing is set up in millimeters. All the way, and you have to turn it. Oh gosh, you have to rotate it, let's see. Almost 360 degrees, you get to eight millimeters and eight millimeters is not quite a quarter of an inch. So that's your, your thickest slice is gonna be about a quarter of an inch and you can get it really, really paper thin. So- As you turn it down Yeah, as you turn it back um, counterclockwise. Um, so you can, like the, like they said, you need to put your potato in there or whatever you're going to slice. We're going to slice potatoes today. So you put that in there and you do your first slice and see if it's what you want. 
Yeah, today we're having fried potatoes and ham and... Fried potatoes and onions. It's going to be good. going to be good stuff. Now, when you take this unit out of the box, and we talked about that big knob that's on the top of the uh, mandolin. The plunger. The plunger. So what you're going to do now, because the knob is down right now. It's down against the, uh, the unit. So I'm going to sort of push down on the knob and turn it clockwise, and that comes up as a plunger. It stands up. Oh, that comes up a good... Uh, six inches, maybe? Yeah, somewhere around six inches. And so it's like it's like a tube that comes from the mandolin up to the knob this is now what, that it's un, un, unlocked. This is what moves your blades up and down. And once you have the unit together, unless you stick your hand in there on purpose when you're pushing it up and down, you're not going to come in contact with the blades at all. Right. Most, well, we had a couple of man, manual mandolins, and uh, I just about cut my I fingers off. they're dangerous they for even sighted people. A lot of sighted people don't even like them. This one you can slice and your your hands never get even close no because the food chute that you're pushing the food through with the pusher and that's what's keeping you away from the blades <clears throat> okay so now we've got the knob unlocked and it's up in the air the plunger is up in the air the chute is installed and i'm going to put my drawer like I did when I was showing you earlier, in through the back of the unit and push it in until it stops. And then I'm going to take my hand and push down on it, and it locks the drawer into place. Okay, so now we're going to check out this slice and see how it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to turn this to... Let's see. Till the knob is straight across. Let's see what happens. I don't know how many millimeters that that is. There's two slices. And what she did was push the plunger up or down, and it springs back up by itself. What do you think? You want them a little thinner, or is that good? It looks pretty good. It's a perfect slice. Okay. What she's doing, she has a potato in there, and every time she pushes that plunger, and One she has her, done already. She has her hand on the uh, pusher. You sort of hold it, and as you're pushing the plunger up and down, you uh, sort of push down on the pusher into the chute, and she is. Slicing up. How many you got sliced? I've got two sliced up right now. So. Pretty amazing. I've... And the fact that you don't have to touch any blades, you're not even close to the blades, it's, it's wonderful. Especially for me, because I'm always cutting my fingers on things. on the last potato so we I thought about stopping it but this goes so fast okay that's done that's five potatoes done just that fast 
and we overflowed the drawer. <laughs> I wasn't looking, and we overflowed the drawer. The slices started coming out over the edge of the drawer. <laughs> we should have looked at it before we put some other potatoes in I there. was busy. <laughs> but that's okay. I you had know, a bowl over here. And all of those slices, they're, they're perfect. They're perfect. They're, they're just perfect. I've never seen, I've never been able to get any slices this perfect. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it really does a really nice job. You know, I don't know uh, what else I could say about that. It's just wonderful. It'll definitely get to live upstairs. Yeah, and when, when you fold everything up, when you when you put it away, um, you know you can you can store it, um, and uh, which is nice because it doesn't take up a whole lot of room. Okay, then that, that, the the slices are are good, and we're we're done with the uh, the slicing of the uh, potatoes, and um, of course you do the. You know, by using those fingers that we talked about earlier, you use those if you were going to julienne or, or um, matchsticks match sticks or, whatever. Or, or whatever. And um, Just check because their julienne is not quite what I think of as julienne. So, you know, I've used the terms that they have used so that you can find it in the user guide. But just check your first slice or first cut and make sure it's what you want. And if it's not, just adjust it. So then the last thing you want to do with this thing is you want to take, you want to remove uh, the chute from the front of the unit. So if I bring my hands down from the plunger, I'm looking at the front of the unit to where that little switch thing is with the little bars on it. I'm going to press that up and I can pull the chute and the pusher off of the unit so that it can be cleaned up. You stick them in the drawer because the drawer's got to be washed. And uh, the little potato crumb right there I found. Um, now that this brush that's that's with it, um, you can use the brush to sort of clean the inside. Um, you can you can take your hand and you can press down on the uh, plunger. Stick your brush in there, and as you let go of the plunger, sort of move the brush uh, from right to left or whatever as you're pulling, letting, letting the plunger up, and that'll clean the blades. That way, you don't have to even get near those things. Okay, now the, uh, the drawer, you want to pull that out because uh, that's, uh, that comes out of the back of the unit. And then you take a hold of this after you after you clean it up, you know, wipe it off and stuff, which it really didn't make a mess. You might need to just go over the blades with that. Brush. Might just want to go over it with the with the with the brush or whatever. That's a good idea in case there's any food residue on the blades. And you take your hands and you take a hold of the. If I take a hold of the front of it with my left hand, I'd pick this thing up off the table, and I have the front in my left hand and and the back of it. With it unfolded, I'm going to take the back and press it down to the front of the unit, and that folds the unit up. Then I'm going to take the plunger. I'm going to press it down, and as after I press it down, I sort of hold on to it and turn it counterclockwise, and that locks the plunger down for storage. 
a neat little thing because you can just slide it in the side of the cabinet or even a drawer or whatever. We don't have, we're not blessed with drawer space, so I'll just slide it in the side of the cabinet and uh, it'll just stay right there. Well, that's how the unit works. And as I always say, if I'm sure that it does what it's supposed to, it does what it's supposed to do. And so, I really like this product. Yeah, it's a product that will be around for a while. This would be really great for, like, slicing cucumbers and, you know, making salads and things like that. Uh, it, it, it really is amazing. And, and the fact that... Um, when you're using it, you don't have to worry about cutting your fingers on the on the blades. And the slices are impressive; they really are. I was I was impressed by this unit. Of course, if you slice carrots, you know they're going to be, you know, the carrot size slices. The one thing you cannot do, and I don't even care, is you can't get ripple slices. But that I'm okay with that. Anyway, um, that's how the unit works. And Chris, if you want to give the information about the product. This is called an Easy Slice Upright Mandolin. It's by Jeffrey Zakarian. That's G-E-O-F-F-R-Y. I mean, R-E-Y, sorry. G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Zakarian, Z-A-K-A-R-I-A-N. <clears throat> it's available at QVC. Its item number is K50008. You may order it from QVC.com or you may call 1-800-345-1212 or 1-800-345-1515. You may do it through automated ordering if you have a Q card or a credit card on file. Or you may... Press zero and speak with a live person. Right now, the unit is $31.10. You may also order it from Amazon if you would prefer, but it is $39.99 there. It does come in colors, and I don't know offhand. I don't remember what all the colors are, and I don't know which colors they have left. I think it comes in four colors. Probably black, white, I know sage, and I don't know what the other one is, but at any rate, just be prepared to answer that question because you're going to be asked what color you want. And you can just ask them what they have and see what they say because that'll change from day to day. And that's how you can order this item. And again, mandolin, if you want to put it in the search field, is M-A-N-D-O-L-I-N. Well, that's how the unit works. We're happy with it. If you have any re any questions about <laughs> yes. this product, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions you might have. Or if you have any comments or questions regarding this item during this live broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound as instructed. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound again, which you will be asked to do. 
Then when you're asked for a user ID, press pound one more time and you'll be in the Zoom room with us where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding this item. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another exciting demo. And that it was. This is even better than it. This is better than the Vegematic, which Vince's Quinces slices, dices, and cuts prices. <laughs> and we have questions already. That's a three. One, two, yeah, three, and so I think Marianne might have been first. She was. Okay, I'll get her. Go ahead, Marianne. I, I can't unmute her because she has to unmute herself. I, I did it. Okay, go ahead. Took a second. Uh, I Thanks for it. This is a really, really cool gadget. I, I kind of want one, like, now. Uh, but I was wondering how big is it when it's uh, stored away? Like, what, what kind of uh, measurement it looks like? And you may have said it at, at one point early in the demo, but I was probably crossing big streets. And, it's, about, uh, <laughs> it's about four inches wide when it's folded up. and mm-hmm. Maybe two inches thick. And what about eight inches long? Yeah. Okay, and it just—it sounds like it's all kind of plastic and metal. Yeah, it's it's plastic on the outside. Uh, The only metal is uh, really is is the blades itself themselves, but you really don't see those. And I was going to ask you because I guess it's been a while since I thought about it as such. What exactly do julienne vegetables look like? They're sort of like hash brown shreds. They're long. They're kind of long. Okay. They're the long shreds. Yeah. And I don't blame you for not being able for it to cr- to do crinkle cuts. I actually, I have a crinkle cutter that I bought years ago from Pampered Chef, and I still use it. We also will have complete show notes up in the podcast, so you can go to the website or your podcatcher or whatever, and you can See the links and all the information if you want to order it. We have one more question from Bill out there in Chicago, who I think, Thanks, I guess you man. haven't cut your hand on the mandolin, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Dave, go ahead, Bill. Go, go ahead. That's the one thing, a little bit of humor. That's the one thing I don't like about this one that Dave and Chris just demonstrated. You can't leave part of your fingertips a seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not the kind you play. Well, yeah, I don't. I was hoping you were going to play a tune. <laughs> <laughs> just a little humor to it, okay? <laughs> and Jerry. Oh, hold on. I'm... Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, that's interesting. I never heard of a mandolin. Uh, you call a mandolin before. That was interesting. Um, Tim, if you're still there, got the perfect song for you. I'm sure you've uh, thought of this, Jeff. Uh, mandolin Rain by Bruce Hornsby in the Range. Oh, there's that or Mandolin Wind. Yeah, okay. Mandolin Wind's a better song of, by by Rod Stewart. And I also thought of uh, Lion Eyes by the Eagles. That's got mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a great unit, and and it's it's safe. It already you know. has a home in the kitchen, so it should feel very good about that because not many things lately have found a home because we're getting crowded up there. You know, this reminds me of the Fireside Theater tip. No, don't. When you see your car, it says, wash me. No, this isn't like the other gadgets I've sold your ball about. This is a new gadget. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Tim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you're driving it home to work. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I was very pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah, yeah I think it's cool that you don't have to have electricity or batteries or. Yeah. What about the you don't get to cut your fingers? Because I have one slicer that you can move the. Yeah, you put the thing in a little container and you move it back and forth. And no, I've been multitasking around here. Did you give a price? Yes, it's thirty-one dollars and ten cents at Amazon, or thirty-nine ninety-nine on. I mean QVC. I'm sorry, thirty-one ten on QVC, or thirty-nine ninety-nine on Amazon. All right. I apologize because I was also multitasking. So, like, other than potatoes, what all food items? Anything you want? Carrots, anything, onions, cucumbers, apples. Yeah, because it it does julienne. It does matchsticks. It does. But you can only use you can only use vegetables with this thing, right? Or you can't. No, you can do fruit. You can do anything you want. Um, The only thing they tell you is sometimes soft fruit. May not slice quite as evenly, but you can do it. But now, you, you wouldn't want to do s- you soft use it with, cheese. Um, yeah, that's what I was say. You could, but but a hard cheese you could use, like a, yeah. I was thinking well, like a, soft cheese would work, but it would gum up your blade. You'd have to right. clean it a lot. Yeah, that might be a little tricky. <laughs> Abby's suck. asking about meat. I assume that would have the same effect on the blades, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess you could do sausage or something like that. I don't know. I, you could do sliced smoked sausage, I guess, or something along that line. You, it, the chute is bigger than a food processor chute, but you couldn't do something like a slice of ham or something. And an eight millimeter thick slice—that'd be kind of thin for like a tomato, wouldn't it? That's about a quarter of an inch. Yeah, uh, that'd be okay, I guess. Well, no, a tomato, you, with it. you might have to cut in half because depending on the size of the tomato, I mean, the shoot's not huge. Yeah, some yeah. of the big tomatoes might not fit in. But I was more concerned about the thickness of the tomato slices. Cause uh, it's about a quarter of an inch. It Eight millimeters is exactly 0.31 inches. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's what Siri just told me. Yeah, I asked Siri. That's how I found out. It's actually maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter of an inch. That, that, that's yeah, a guess. That would be. And as that we would... know, Siri's always right. Right? right. Oh, yeah. Just ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just... depends on what day she has. Oh, better yet, hit the button and say, hey, Google, and see what she says. She doesn't Siri, have are you people. always right? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something? That figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's very diplomatic, of course. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's out there. It's it's another very, very useful tool for the kitchen. And some people of us like to make salad. You know, you might better get some, some carrots, What's cucumbers. That? Yeah. Oh, I love it. What's a salad? I buy those I bags of salad mix, but that's because I'm lazy. You know. I that's a good idea, though. We do that sometimes instead of getting the whole head. Because when we had tacos the other day, we just got a bag. You know, but to me, though, the mixed salad doesn't taste quite as good as the fresh one you brew up yourself, but it makes sense. Well, one thing you got to do, and I have a container. I got it at Walmart uh, years ago, and it's a plastic container. It has a a meshed area that you put in the bottom of this container. It has holes in it. And the big thing with these salad mixes, if you can get them out of the bag as quick as possible, put them in this container like I have, um, then they last longer in the refrigerator. Now, I know that QVC also sells something as well. I don't remember what it is, Chris, but they have something that you can put the salad mix in as well that will make it last longer. And then you've got that ionizing thing that you have for the refrigerator. 
that you can use that will also help, I think. Right. They have a lock and lock that will store um, salad and stuff like that. I'm wondering, does anybody know where I can find one of those old-fashioned cheap potato peelers that used to be 99 cents made by Echo? I don't want one of the fancy ones. I don't want good grips. I don't want, I just want the cheap one. Well, in my drawer, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it won't be I'm cheap. I'm surprised from Chicago has have an answer for that one. Have you looked in, like, the dollar store? They have a lot I of have not. Like I have not. They I've looked in Walmart, tree. and I've looked in a couple of grocery stores, and I've looked all over Amazon, and I've ordered two or three, and they've gone in the garage sale. Now, you mean the kind with the metal handle, right? Yes, yes. I have one that's a little different, and it has a rubberized <laughs> handle, and it's actually a lot easier to use. But that's... I want the other kind. I'm, I, I just like them. it. I don't like the way it does potatoes as well. But <laughs> well, guess what? I think We've I think we may Richard have an answer in, to your uh, question because yeah, I think Creek. I think our buddy in, in Wisconsin is going to be able to help yeah. us out. Fr- go ahead, Dick. go ahead, Dick. I think it's Hello, Dick. ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I don't know, uh, but Bill, I have a question for you. Why didn't you buy an aluminum roasting pan? They're a lot cheaper and they got handles on them and they work quite well. Um, because. It, uh, there's reasons, and it would not work well here. Oh, okay. Well, okay. We were just kind of curious. That's Hope why we, well we tried and, those with the handles, and no, this didn't work out for you. Okay, no. well, that's cool. You know, we, we just, you know, I kind of agree, uh, turkeys are good, and they're really good if you cook them on the uh, charcoal Weber grill. But who wants to cook uh, outside Thanksgiving? It's usually pretty cold to do that. Oh, well, we have a friend that has a smoker, but she didn't want it smoked. Well, I, think uh, we, so I to told you guys, they had, uh, they had a Sam's Club, and they didn't have this year, but they had a already deep-fried turkey breast, and it was really good. But we couldn't find them this year, unfortunately. Uh, well, we had a Popeye's turkey. Popeye's has good deep-fried turkey. We got like a, a Cajun good, turkey. Uh, oh, that sounds yummy. And from Popeye's got a... Deep-fried turkey, and it was pretty good. Of course, it wasn't good as maybe Dave and Chris's, but but you oh, know, sure I only that. usually like turkey once a year, and that's at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I like dressing, but I agree with you, Bill. Once a year is pretty, quite enough. <laughs> do you want stovetop or do you want the oh, actual oh. homemade? You make yourself. Oh no, no, no! It's, it's got to be homemade. Oh, I wouldn't even look at stovetop. Oh no, Mary got. I hey, listen. My before we got married. I made sure that Mary got the recipes from my mother that I really like, and the dressing was good. And, and this is kind of a Midwest thing. I don't know if maybe you know about this, Bill. Uh, the tricky, the dressing that we make has pork sausage in it. Yeah, you can you can do that, and oh, yeah. they are good. There's no doubt. Growing up, the dressing we used to have, oh my, was so good, and some of it. But I'm I'm not used to having turkey more than once a year. But <laughs> hey, some people like it. Of course, now this roaster, you can cook other things like a, um, what do you call those things? Uh, the, 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 not the brisket, but the, uh, the thing that you cook, Chris, the beef, the prime rib, prime rib. Oh, so the did. prime rib. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of food, I do have a recipe. Oh, okay. Uh, right. I'll I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I was going to do this one on uh, Blondie Day, but we didn't get to it. So I'm going to do the recipe for made-from-scratch Blondies. 
two cups of light brown sugar, or you can use dark brown if you want. It doesn't really matter. One stick of butter melted, or one half cup. Two eggs slightly beaten. Two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Two teaspoons of baking powder. One teaspoon of salt. One and two-thirds cup all-purpose flour. One half to one cup of chopped walnuts or pecans, whichever you want. Preheat oven to 350 and spray or grease a 9 by 13 pan in a mixing bowl. Combine ingredients in the order given. Spread batter evenly in prepared pan. Now, it's going to be a little bit thin. It's going to come out sort of about the thickness of brownies. And, you know, brownies, if you make them by the mixed directions, they're not super thick. So it's going to come out about like that. And you bake it for 25 to 35 minutes in a preheated oven. And they're good. That sounds good. I made them for us on Blondie Day. Well, that sounds good. If you shoot me that real quick, we'll add that to our podcast notes. Yeah, I I send them out after the coffee club. I don't send them out before because sometimes we don't get to them, and then I have to come up with another one. Yeah, we we get it. We get it. But we'll include that as part of the package. Remember, you can get the you can get the podcast and. Um, go to the website legendoldies.com it'll show you how to do it or you can type in what is it Wednesday there was a way we figured it out when let's see it's Wednesday Coffee Club Club. Wednesday Coffee Club and that'll those words will let you subscribe to it you can do that on your Victor stream you can do it on your Apple device of choice or Google or whatever whatever you're in you can subscribe to it. You can reach us at 773-572. That's 773-572-3006. Press option 7 if you want to listen on the phone. If you get interrupted, you can ping your phone up and call right back in and resume where you're at. Or you can listen to past or some of them as we build them up on that phone system. Other um, coffee club. So if you've missed something or want to share this with a friend, do whatever you need to do. And Good. that that should get you going. I'm not sure what time it is here. It's 11.03. Oh, it's a little time for me to get going. We got a call from a lady and she pointed at something else. She really loved it. And that was Dina from Muncie. And she says, great, I wanted to participate, but I never heard a phone number. So that's shame on me for not playing that phone thing for people to to join in so that we can we can get you into the calls. We'll do a little better job of that. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for participating. Stay tuned if you can for Tim's wonderful, wonderful show. His music selection is beyond compare. Thanks, everyone. And as soon as I find a button here, you're going to say something, Tim? I was just going to say, and if Gina wants to call in a request, I'll give the number for that after we. Right. If you ever want to request or whatever the case may. So have a good one, everyone. Bye bye. Talk to you all later. Bye bye.